Hi, I'm Hazel Jane Plant, and this is Tea for Tea. I'm a librarian, a cat photographer, and a trans writer. On this podcast, I'll be talking to other trans writers about writing and things they've written. Basically, Tea for Tea is a podcast about writing while trans. This episode will be a little different. I am releasing it on Valentine's Day, which seemed like a weird, playful thing to do for this particular podcast. I have a lot of ambivalent feelings about Valentine's Day, which valorizes and celebrates a certain type of romantic love. It brings up lots of complicated feelings, uh, you know, my ambivalent Valentine maybe. Regardless of whether you are single or in a relationship, mono or poly, ace or arrow, love probably sometimes feels messy. It's not a simple, single thing. As an aside, one of the only good things for me related to the pandemic is being more open about telling friends that I love them. It's a good thing to do, I think, because romantic love definitely isn't the only game in town. Anyhow, when I talked to the writer John Elizabeth Stincy last year, they kindly agreed to read a poem of theirs that I adore, and that seemed appropriate to share for this episode. It's a poem called The Night After Flights of Cider from their book June Bat, which came out from a Nancy and has a gorgeous cover. Um, the purple Rorschach butterfly bat on the cover uh, is just fantastic. In the near future, I will edit and transcribe and air my episode with John Elizabeth Stincy, who I will call Jess, probably. J. John E. Elizabeth S. Stincy, all caps, Jess. And in that episode, we talk about their writing and their two books, June Bat and Vanishing Monuments, which both came out during the pandemic. Love is messy and complicated like gender. And it feels like Jess's poem is about that messiness, that ambivalence, that questioning. It feels like a poem written from within the strange, confusing swirl of a messy tornado called love. And it's also about grappling with their gender and their identity at the same time, maybe in the same tornado or yet another messy tornado. Anyway, I messaged Jess and told them my idea and they were game. So here is John Elizabeth Stincy reading their poem, The Night After Flights of Cider. Yeah, so this is The Night After Flights of Cider. Tonight, and at the end of today, when we drove up from my place in Jersey, into the Hudson Valley, and then back here, to your tiny studio in Hampton Bays. I make every small adjustment to touch you as I lie beside you in your queen bed, your feet, your leg, your arm. I'm a fencer, bending into palpable hits. I'm a heartbeat seeking home in her new bone cage. We may not be in love, but I am. And tonight I'm gnawing at you, eroding you like a pinch of sand in a long, tornadic breeze. Today, the day after the night you painted my nails plum in Jersey, we drove up the valley to see maple-dappled fall overflowing the hills. Storm King, Cornwall, Poughkeepsie. And I pronounced it wrong the whole drive there. Plow-keepsie, poo-keepsie, until eventually you taught my tongue, Poughkeepsie. 
I set its name tumbling out every hour, breaking open the silences to you, laughing at me, cracking our lulls. You, separated but not quite single, are in no territory for me, and I'm not even sure what I plum-fingered am. This is not a good idea, and yet here I am, the night after our day in the valley, pressing at you as in the night as if I'm simply spreading out in my sleep. Today we saw huge sculptures. We saw dogs. We walked a bridge across the Hudson, halfway and back, actually, and you windswept stared over the railing that I bad joked about throwing myself over, wondering if I could survive the swim to shore. On the bridge, we watched a tugboat push an empty barge beneath us. At least, you watched the barge, and I watched you. Poughkeepsie, I whispered, your hair running with the wind, and you laughed. The maple leaves you handed me at the sculpture park at Storm King were flattening in my notebook. There, we wandered among girdered giants, across landscape expanses, searching between our marveling, more at the turning leaves fencing the art in. We sat a while in a swing attached to a colossal Mark de Severo, resting our feet and falling in love with a huge elm tree. No seams held it together. No sweat or thought forged it. No capital but sun and wet soil and time invested. We dangled from man's accomplishment in astonishment of the elm no visitor made this drive to see and whose influence no critics study. As others lingered near the swing, we moved on, and on our way back to the car you picked up and handed me the deep red maple leaves, and I pressed them between the pages of my notebook as a souvenir. I wonder if you're still awake, sensing the meander and ache of my toes, searching, sounding out for you under the sheets. My plum-tipped fingers inch and reach as I reposition myself in the bed as a chance for accidental grazing my mind a race next to your repose, measuring every instant of our day, this day and the days leading up to it, of your hands shaking last night as you painted mine, such that for the first time I can't see the flesh beneath them, measuring the intention of my being invited to join you on a day trip upstate because you said there's nobody else I'd want to take. And I'm so afraid. The journal I've been keeping has recently been obsessed with trying to convince me I am not in love with you, that I'm too messed up to be in love with someone who's too messed up to be in love with me. I spin in the bed, trying to pin some piece of the day down to prove my theories right. We ended the trip with a stop at the cidery, bad seed, sipped flights and played cornhole with a pair of locals, Tara and Dana. We won the first round, and then over and over they destroyed us. We're not a good team, we said, before driving south, exhausted. Where never were two souls more relieved to see the Long Island Expressway stretching darkly, traffic speckled and hideous. Poughkeepsie, I said, merging. Despite my exhaustion, invited to sleep next to you in the queen bed instead of on the tiny couch I've always deconstructed when you invite me here to escape the city for a weekend, I am wide-eyed and hateful of myself. I hate how impossible it is for me to not fall in love even when I'm actively trying not to. How the result of living with little pressure between two things lets them grow too closely. Like weeds in the garden, unwelcome, 
or like turning maple trees in the valley, nature is about getting close. I turn over, look away, and let my butt sit against yours. Unlike the Storm King wall, a short cobble wall snaking around trees, slipping into and out of a creek, I am unable to navigate the forest, unable to construct necessary space in nearness. I stumble in and out. In my journal, I sign off days as Sarah John, or just John, or Sarah, write about isolation and possible suicide. I draw frightening self-portraits, doodle hearts next to the names, discuss shaving my face and letting my face stay unshaved. I swing. I talk to Sarah. We list the reasons why you aren't to be loved, how we're both far too vulnerable to be exposed to it, the fatal potential of that kind of fall. For months, we have been exchanging emails, and the emails grew so long I decided we should record ourselves talking and call them friend casts. But the volume of expression didn't decrease and the intimacy skyrocketed. It was in those megabytes I told you, first soul, that I wasn't sure what exactly I was. Did it by reading to you a piece entitled Elegy on a Boy. It was on a friend cast that you recorded an hour about how your husband's words hurt you, how anxiety was killing you, too. I told you my thoughts, as a friend, fuck him. You left him only a month ago. It is no use, this fatigue, this body. The bed is soft and I'm dense as De Severo's girders. The marigold trapped in resin and pewter in the necklace I got you as a gift sits on the bedside table beside you. Your hair falls over the pillows and tributaries. The clock strikes too late, strikes all lost, as the moon outside the window sulks into the ocean behind, beyond the dunes. I think of Storm King, think of Zhang's three-legged Buddha, with a huge bronze foot pushing a huge bronze head below ground. Imagine that head and foot to be mine. Think of you watching that barge from the bridge. I am lost, and you are near me. I turn away from the window, back to you. Softly, with my open plum-edged palms, I start to knead your sleeping back like a cat. I am exhausted, but I am not tired so I know I can't stop. Poughkeepsie, I whisper. Our podcast theme song is Tall Girl by Wares from the album Survival, courtesy of Wares and Mint Records. I will also say that the album Survival was 100% my favorite album of 2020. It is so great. Our rad logo was designed by my lovely friend, Regina Faronejad at Handmade Design. t for t is recorded and edited on the unceded ancestral territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations, on whose lands I am fortunate to work and to live. Thanks, so goddamn fucking much for listening. Bye.